Live from the headquarters of Ramsey Solutions, broadcasting from the pod's moving and storage studio, it's The Ramsey Show, where America hangs out to have a conversation about your life and your money. I'm Ramsey personality George Campbell, joined this hour by Jade Warshaw. For the very first time, our newest Ramsey personality. We are so excited to have her on the team. If you've been listening to the show for more than like seven seconds, you know Jade's voice. She was on the show with Dave in the past few weeks. Uh, Just hearing your story, you're starting to take calls. How's it been? George, you're too kind. You're too kind. You know, it's felt good. This has really been like a long time coming. But at the same time, something that I, I never imagined, you know, I, I told everybody before, before this, I was in entertainment. So, I, you know, money was just uh, it was learning how to manage money had changed our lives. But really helping others was really just a hobby. So here we are. It's yeah, a crazy we joked thing. about it the other day that we were always longtime fans of The Ramsey Show, yeah. both you and I. And now we're inside of it. In and it's sconced. like it's the honor of a lifetime. And you're like, oh, gosh, we're, we're in this thing. We're I in the know. Matrix. It's crazy. It is crazy. We are in the Matrix. And I have to admit, I've actually never seen that movie. It's fine. We'll watch it together at some point. <laughs> I probably could use a refresher. <laughs> but you have an incredible story. Give people like the quick snapshot of right. what you and your husband, Sam, accomplished. Okay, quick snapshot is this. Picture this. One week after college graduation, right? You get married to your college sweetheart and you're just hoping for your happily ever after. And about, I don't know, about a year into it, you realize this, this is not a dream, George. This is, this is a nightmare. You've got up to $460,000 of debt. Now, I'll be honest, at that point, it wasn't quite that much. But by the time we started paying it and with the interest that accrued, $460,000 of debt. That is suspiciously Half close. Half a million. Yes. Oh, my goodness. Half a million. Can't breathe. No, you can't breathe. Uh, you're suffocated and you are you're you're not happy. I could tell you that, George. And um, Sam and I, we just looked at things and we we're like, hey, like we've always been the type to talk and, you know, dream together. And at one point it was like, if we want to accomplish any of the things that we say we want, even just base level, we have to change this. We have to pay off this debt. And so um, I remember Dave uh, from being in my brother's car. Dave was on the radio and uh, I remembered, I was like, I remember this guy talking about money, Dave Ramsey, let's go get the book. And then from there on, it was just game on. It was like, let's work these baby steps. And I can tell you guys right now, the baby steps work. If you work them, you got to work them in order. You can't be Dave-ish because trust me, we tried that a little bit. We tried to hang on to the credit cards a little too long and and it just puts you backwards. You have to follow the steps. If you follow the steps, George, it works. Mm. The plan works if you work it seven and a half years later. We're screaming, I'm debt free. Debt freedom. That's incredible. And you guys did your debt free scream on the show in our old building. Yeah. Uh, which was incredible. And here you are today on the show, helping other folks get out of debt, helping them realize that it's possible. Oh, it's possible. Belief. And especially those that have a big pile of debt and a long journey ahead of them. It may not be 18 months for them. It may be seven years. That's right. And that's why I started thinking about the idea. You might've heard it. uh, Dave mentioned it. Six Figure Freedom Club. It's about those folks who've got six figures of more debt, right? And maybe maybe your process is longer than average because we say that the average person gets out of debt and, you know, 24 to 36 months, right? But that's not always the case with everybody. I'm a person who was not average. And for this reason, it was in a bad way. So it took us a little bit longer, but it can still be done. And if you're listening out there and you've been in it three years, four years, and maybe you've got three or four years more to go, you can do it. Stay the course. Man, keep working. It will pay off. 
it will pay off. I love it. Well, we're so excited to have you on the team. You've got an infectious energy and passion, and you are so wise. And I'll, let's put it to the test. You ready to take right. some calls? All right, George. Let's go. Let's go. 888-825-5225 is the number to call. You jump in. We'll talk life and money. Meredith is in NYC. Meredith, welcome to the show. Um, hello. Thank you for taking my call. Um, hi. Um, I, I have a, a question. Um, I, I'm 66 years old. I have some money in my Vanguard account and a Crip account, and I'm wondering if it is worth it to do a Roth conversion if, let's say, I quit my job in a couple of years. Mm-hmm. How much money are we talking? In my Vanguard account, I have uh, $1,025,000, you- and in my Cref account, I have uh, about one seventy-five, dollars $175,000. Um, okay. Is all... Oh, you have more? Keep go. Keep going. You got more. No, that's it. That's all I got. Okay, and, and that's is that all of your retirement? 000. That's your nest yes. egg. Yes. Okay, and what's and, causing and you to want to convert all of this to Roth? Well, not all of it. Uh, the the amount that needs to be converted is about five hundred thousand. Okay. I have about maybe a hundred. Some of it is in Roth already. The reason is, you know, I realized that eventually I was going to have to pay taxes on that money. Right. Uh, that was tax deferred. However, what I didn't realize that was that I was going to have to pay taxes on my the security. And that, that just burned, that just, that upsets me. Um, so I'm wondering if it's worth it to pay off, pay taxes on my, about $500,000 of my Roth. Do you see your if income, can, if, do you see your income going up when you retire? Or do you think, is it going to stay the same? Like what it you plan to draw? What the, what the, what the RMD is going to be. I don't know what I'm going to have to withdraw. I'm not quite sure what I'm going to have to withdraw. Because at 72, right. you have to withdraw a certain amount mm-hmm. if it's not all converted. And that's another thing. I, I don't want to have to be forced to withdraw. Well, yeah, you're, you're going to take some money out, right, to live. Correct. Correct. And, and... But I don't want to have to be forced to withdraw a certain amount. I can understand um, that, especially. Yes, and yes, even yes. if you plan on leaving some of this money, you know, to your heirs, Correct. that's also a nice Correct. gift in estate planning to make sure that you've got, you know, they're not having to pay the taxes on on withdrawing it. And also, you know, that you're just getting the, the maximum bang for your buck there. So there are definitely some good reasons. Um, if George, what Correct. do you think? I, I think it's definitely worth it to convert some of that money. over. Yeah. Are you, do you have a, a paid for house and no consumer debt? Well, my house is paid for. I owe about $4,000 more on my car. It's a 2019. I owe, um, I owe about $10,000 in my, I have one credit card and a lot of that has been towards my house. I had to have new things. I had to have a new septic and, and things like that that I had to pay for. So that was for the house mostly. Do you have some liquid it. cash on hand? that you could clear that debt out? Because the way we teach it, I think, George, what you're getting at is making sure you're at the correct place in the baby steps. So we want to make sure that you're, I mean, obviously you're a a millionaire, but we want to make sure that everything before that point is in place. So we want to make sure that you've got three to six, you know, number two, we want to make sure you've paid off all of your debt. And then after that, we want to make sure that you have three to six months of, of cash savings or liquid savings that you can get to. And of course, working on up, you know, you're, you're almost... Uh, to that point but we just want to make sure everything is in order 
Yeah. The only time we would tell anyone to convert, regardless of their age, is once they're in baby step seven, which is no consumer debt, fully funded emergency fund, houses paid off, and you're real close, Meredith. And before you do that, I would still, it doesn't sound like you have a good financial advisor in your life. I would get connected with a smart investor pro at RamseySolutions.com who can crunch the numbers for you and show you what both pictures look like down the road. Because at your age, they may say, hey, it's actually not worth it to convert for these mm, reasons. So good. I don't want to steer you wrong in a one minute phone call here. So get connected at RamseySolutions.com and congratulations on being a millionaire. Did you know, statistically, when it comes to life insurance and protecting your family, that women are more likely to be uninsured or underinsured than men? This doesn't make any sense. Women make up half the workforce, contribute mightily to family incomes, and in many cases are the breadwinners and take care of their families 24 hours a day. This is one of the most overlooked areas when it comes to financial planning. Maybe it's a relic of the past, but a loss of income or the need to replace family care is equally important for women as it is for men. Single moms, working moms, and stay-at-home moms all need term life insurance. Rates are actually lower for women, which is why I send you to Xander Insurance. They shop the top term life companies to find the lowest rates available. You can compare rates online at Xander.com or call 800-356-4282. This is something every family has to deal with. That's Xander.com or 800-356-4282. Welcome back to The Ramsey Show. I'm George Camel. Joined this hour by our newest Ramsey personality, Jade Warshaw. And we're taking your calls at 888-825-5225. Friendly reminder that if you enjoy the show, you appreciate what we do. Reminder that this show is free. And so here's what we ask of you. And it's also free. Consider subscribing, following, and leaving us a five-star review if you love the show. And share it with a friend. It's hard to get a new podcast, a new show into someone's life Unless it's a friend saying, Jade, you got to check out the show. Oh, yeah. And he goes, is it worth it? And you go, yeah. Yeah. And people are always looking for some new content to, to consume. Especially helpful content. Right. In and a that, world yes. that's just noise. Yes, George. So some people love the show so much that they email in. And sometimes it's not love, Jade. Sometimes they have, <laughs> they've got bones to pick. They got oh, man. gears that are have been grinded. Ooh. And uh, producer James sent us one that David sent in. So can I read it out loud? Read it out loud okay. with, with feeling. Thanks for all the entertainment and advice regarding finances. But what I don't get is why you guys get all excited when a guy says I just got engaged or I just got married. There's hand clapping, cheers, congrats, etc. Especially when it's someone in their early 20s. These kids are just too young to know what they're getting into. But you guys cheer them on. <laughs> Unreal. Fact is, that guy just signed a contract saying if the marriage doesn't work out, which most don't, then there's a good chance she'll take him to the cleaners and divorce court. We hear about this all the time. There is nothing in it for guys to get married at all. This did not happen to me. I am not married, so I am not bitter or angry. Women can usually cash in if it doesn't work out. People might argue that getting married is good because you have a partner, someone to help you, etc., but you can have all of that without signing a contract saying you'll provide cash and prizes, alimony and or child support, what? when it doesn't work out. In California, if you get divorced after 10 years, you will be paying her forever or until she remarries. 
I've noticed that in most marriages, soon after the vows, the woman chunks up, chops off most of her hair, and starts barking oh. orders at her husband. Oh. Marriage is not like it was 50 years ago. Would love to hear what you think. Thank you. Oh. Wow, David. Oh. So much to unpack there. And I think you, a professional counselor should do it. But, you know, we'll add some color commentary to this. My guy, my guy sounds like he's been burned, George. Or absolutely he's jaded one of the two like wow yeah which you know what as much as we can pick on david he represents a large portion of the the male population who feels this way and if you don't believe me go to any youtube comment section uh, and they're in there going this is why you should never get married they'll take you to the cleaners that's interesting because there's actually so many great re i mean this is a show about money your life and your money but there's actually a lot of great reasons to be married i mean if we talk about it from the money standpoint i mean he seems to think that you know it's it's all about being taken to the cleaners and it's all about losing out i mean i definitely have some <laughs> maybe you're just picking the wrong lady but you know there there are definitely some some positives to being married after being married 15 years i'd like to think that there's yeah, I, I just there. never once looked at marriage as this like financial contract and who's getting what. Like no. that's just a weird way, a weird spirit to have. Well, no, you definitely don't want to go into it like that. Like, hey, I'm going to marry this guy simply because, you know, that, that if you have be... that attitude and you get married, you probably will get divorced and it'll be a self-fulfilling prophecy. Oh, yeah. Because absolutely. you went in with terrible intentions. Yeah. And a terrible spirit. Side note, that just made me think of a story. So my husband, Sam, who happens to be sitting out there, when we were engaged, he was in his grandfather's will, right? To, to get money upon death. But there was a, a stipulation that said he had to marry someone Jewish to oh. get the money. And your girl, well, your girl is not Jewish. So that put us ultimately to the test. Wow. And Sam chose me over, over the, the money. Will. Well, how much, how much are we talking Ooh. here? Like 10 million or 20 grand? $70,000. 70 grand. You're worth more than 70 I, grand. I like to think it's, it's great to know that I'm worth it, more than $70,000. You can't put a worth on a person, but we know that you're <laughs> at least worth more than that. 100%. And I think he's saying the, the ROI is there. The ROI. He would look, do it all over again. He better. He's amazing. He better. Well, Jay, this is an interesting conversation because there's been a lot in the news yes. about marriage and wealth and yes. the power of couples to build wealth versus someone who's single or even those that are cohabitating yes. just shacking up. Yeah. So absolutely. what are we finding? You know, it's interesting. I, I read an article in the Wall Street Journal and they were talking about this wealth gap that you're talking about. And they found that people who were living together, just living together, not married, um, not even sharing their finances, but they had their net worth was a quarter of those who were married and sharing finances. Wow. A quarter. That means if you're married sharing your finances, you are earning three quarters more. Your net worth is that much higher. Yeah, and here's here's the numbers if you're curious. The yeah. median, this is as of 2019, median net worth for cohabitating couples aged 25 to 34 was 17 grand. And for married couples, it was 68 grand. And for singles, seven grand. Yeah, that 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 is shocking. shocking in some ways. But actually, George, when you really think about it, it's not that shocking because think about it i'm just thinking of it from compound interest alone i mean compound interest on a, a one person's say they've contributed ten thousand dollars right and then the spouse over here contributed another ten thousand dollars compound interest isn't helping you the same as if you had twenty thousand dollars all in one spot so there's that then there's a whole homeowner side of it oh like yeah there, you're more likely home. to be a homeowner which yeah. is you know houses appreciate 
and you're more likely to be investing. You're more likely to have dual incomes, yep. and it's harder to gain traction as a, as a young single person than oh, it is yeah. as a married couple. And so better together. And we also there's new studies. One is from a uh, Cornell showing that joint bank accounts have a higher correlation to longer lasting and happier marriages. That is very interesting. Because that's a controversial stance we have is that you should combine bank accounts and people come at us with the they spirit do. of David saying, <laughs> oh my, she's going to take you to the cleaners if you have, I don't know why I'm becoming a wrestler right yeah. now, but that's the, that's the <laughs> David voice. It. It's interesting. You know, there's got, I think the connection there is that you've, you have long-term planning in mind. You've, if you're willing to, to combine your finances, it means that a, there's a, a strong level of trust which, you know, it takes trust to really get anything done. And then that you're really thinking towards the future. You've sat down and you've planned out, which means you're probably on the same page. And you know, as well as I do that when, when people, when there, where there is no vision, the people perish. Dave says it all the time, you know, and, and I think that when you have that vision as a couple, as a married couple, you put your money together, of course, you're going to go further, faster. You're going to do better together. Yeah. And there's accountability that is yes. built in when you have a partner because when you're single, you can kind of just like do your own thing and no one's going to yell at you for going on a retail therapy mm, spree. Facts. Uh, facts. Versus Sam going, uh, hey, I just saw that bank transaction come through. What's going on here? Yeah. Let's have a conversation about it. And so that accountability helps keep you on track, the shared vision, the shared yeah. goals. And it's one of the reasons Financial Peace University is such a powerful tool oh, man. that changed both of our lives. And my spouse works at Ramsey Solutions. Hey. And so when we started our marriage off, I had already gotten out of debt. She was way smarter than I was and never touched debt. <laughs> and so we had this crazy goal of like, what if we saved up a huge down payment and then paid off our house as quickly as possible? Wow. And so in 26 months, we paid off our mortgage uh, after, the, after the intensity. And we did our debt-free scream yes. almost a year ago. And I'm telling you, the power to build wealth when you have a couple that's on the same page mm. with the same language, shared common language, the same goals, shared vision. I mean, that's what makes a power couple. Unstoppable. Unstoppable. You guys are unstoppable, and man. so if you want that, it's available for you. And don't listen to the hope stealers out there like David saying, don't get married. She's going to take you to the cleaners. Absolutely. Get rid of that turd attitude right now. Okay, have a Absolutely. little bit of hope. We need more optimists in this world. And there's plenty of amazing marriages out there, plenty of people who will show you that it's possible. And one of the reasons is getting on the same page with money. That's right, George. And it, it begs to be said, because I got to say this, people might be listening and going, ooh, if we just combine our finances, that's, that's our golden ticket. If y'all are out there, say you're living together, but you're not married, do not combine your finances. If you're not married... Don't oh, combine your finances. Call. Yes. Right? We got to say that because the implications there could be dire. Put a know? ring on it, go to the courthouse, and then combine your bank accounts. That's and by the right. way, if you're one of these guys that's been dating a girl for like eight or nine years, she's waiting on the ring, Come on, Jeff. man. She's been waiting too long. Homegirl's about to bounce I if you don't commit. Come on, son. So that's just a PSA to all the Jeffs out there. <laughs> if your name is Jeff and you're a good guy, I'm sorry. But I just had to use someone's name. That's Jeff's good. I usually use like Biff or... I like Biff because there's boo -boo. Ra rarely is there a Biff out there listening. <laughs> oh my goodness. Well, Cousin it's a good, boo -boo. good conversation. David, we picked on you, but we do appreciate the email and thank you for listening. You can send in your feedback at ask at ramseysolutions.com and uh, more of the Ramsey show and color commentary coming right up.
We are back on The Ramsey Show. I'm George Campbell, joined this hour by our newest Ramsey personality, Jade Warshaw. And folks, you've probably heard words like inflation and layoffs in the economy in the news lately. And if you're a little confused, you're a little scared about what all that means, you're not alone. But the truth is, you can't control what's going on at the White House, but you can control what's going on at your house. So I want you to join me, Dave Ramsey, Rachel Cruz, Dr. John Deloney, Ken Coleman, this spring in a city near you for our Building Wealth Tour. We're going to teach you the proven plan to inflation-proof your money, build lasting wealth, and invest your money wisely. And we're kicking off Building Wealth in Nashville, Tennessee, January 12th. Then we are heading to Indianapolis, February 16th. We're going to Austin, Texas, February 23rd. We're going to Salt Lake City on April 24th and ending the spring tour in Anaheim, California on May 2nd. So if you're near one of those places, you can make the flight, make the drive. We'd love to have you. General admission passes start at just 49 bucks, but do not wait because all of our fall building wealth events sold out real quick and these will too. Get your event pass today at RamseySolutions.com slash events. That's RamseySolutions.com slash events. Well, the number to call to join the conversation is 888-825-5225. Sam has decided to do that over in San Antonio. Sam, welcome to The Ramsey Show. Hey, guys. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. How are you guys today? What's going on? Hey, so I just got married last month. Woo! That's awesome. Thank you. And we're planning to have a family. I'm currently finishing Baby Step 3, and we're, pl- and we're looking at health insurance plans or health plans, so... Yeah. That's adulting uh, right we there. Do not, <laughs> yeah, and we do not know how much to plan for it or how much to budget for it. We know you guys back up uh, Christian Ministries, but they have several plans too, and I don't know how to budget them or which one to look for. Is, I was looking for some advice. Is the insurance coming through your employer and they just have several options for you, or are you self-employed and you're kind of out there in the market yourself? Oh, I'm in the market myself. My boss does not provide nothing for health. Mm-hmm, we have mm-hmm. to pay it out of pocket. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I can I can attest to that. Uh, Sam and I were business owners for, you know, a long time before we came here and we had to pay, we had to, you know, research our own insurance and, and find the plan that worked for us. I, I would love if you got connected with Xander um, because they can shop out all of the different options for you and you can choose the one that works best for you. Um, And, you know, without a whole lot of information, you know, it really depends on what you're looking for. If, if both you and your wife and everybody's healthy, then you can search for something that's got a really high deductible so that, you know, your, your out of cost monthly is, is not quite so much. And maybe there's an HSA attached so you can plan for future health, you know, concerns that you might have to pay for out of pocket. But if, you know, if you think you're going to be going to the doctor all the time and things like that, then you might look for something that's got, you know, a lower deductible. So it really just, it depends on what's going on with your health situation. Have you shopped any yet? Yes, and they're all around five hundred to a thousand dollars. Is that for and the whole family? I read that you should do around four percent of your income, but four percent of my income is around three hundred dollars a month. I wouldn't worry about percentages at Me that neither. point. When you're, especially when you're self-employed and you're going out in the marketplace yourself, the numbers are going to be higher, which is not fun to deal with. But That's it's a right. part of of this journey you're on since your employer doesn't cover it, and it may be beneficial long-term if, you, if you're like, hey, I might find a different employer that does have health insurance either subsidized or covered. That may be worth it for some people. It's a big benefit that people look for when it comes to employment. Oh, yeah. So that's something to look out for in the future. But for now, like Jade was saying, if the family's healthy, it's kind of the extremes. 
I would be looking at the high deductible health plan if you've got a real healthy family or if there's a ton of health issues where you're going to the doctor a lot because you will max out the deductible quickly and then they'll cover 100% after that. Yeah. Anywhere in okay. between, you might want to look into the, the PPO, preferred provider organization. So that's kind of the way to look at it. And again, it depends on how much risk you're willing to take on versus the insurance company. And the more risk you're willing to take on with that high deductible, the less you'll pay in that monthly premium. And so the good news is you guys are almost through baby step three, right? Yes, I'm going to finish next week. I love it. That's really great. That puts you guys in a very different place. It gives you financial peace when you don't owe anyone anything. You've got the margin to cash flow a lot of these medical expenses. You can take the hit on the full deductible if something happened. And so that's what I would be more concerned about. Do I have the money to cover the full deductible until they would pay 100%? And if you've got that, you're in good shape. That's so good. And how about a burning pile for all medical expenses? I don't know. Hopefully it never happens, but what time putting like, I don't know, putting little by little and waiting for nothing to happen. I missed that. What was the first part? Putting like a little money apart and just saving it and saving it just in case you get to need, use it in the future. Yes. And that's not. where the, the HSA, if you get a high deductible healthcare plan, it will be attached with an HSA, a health savings account. And so you can contribute money. There are limits in there, but it's thousands and thousands of dollars each year you can put in there and you can use that towards qualified medical expenses. And it's got some great tax benefits because the money goes in tax-free, it grows tax-free, and you can withdraw the money tax-free. And it has an investing vehicle as well. Once you get past a certain threshold in the account, you can actually invest that money into mutual funds and have that money grow for you. So it's there's some really great options. So I'm a huge fan of the HDHP with the HSA. So many acronyms, so little time. But that's what I would be looking into, Sam, to yeah. kind of start your homework off. But I love that you're thinking about okay. this stuff. Okay, no, but it helps me a lot. Thank you guys yeah, for your man. time and your opinion. Yeah, head to RamseySolutions.com and click on Ramsey Recommends. You can get in touch with our uh, trusted providers over there to figure this stuff out. Juicy conversation, Ooh, Jade. I love, H-D-A-P- love the HDHP. High yeah, you deductible know me. health plan, yeah. right? Oh, man. So many acronyms. So many. All right, let's move on to something non-healthcare related, maybe. We'll see. <laughs> Dave is in Tulsa, Oklahoma. Dave, welcome to the show. Hey, George. Hey, Jade. How are you guys? We're doing on? great. How can we help? Uh, well, so give me my situation real quick. My wife and I um, sold our home and moved in with our sister-in-law in the meantime to um, try to buy more land and build or find a house that has more land. Um, in the meantime, we just found out a few weeks ago that we are having twins. Woo, uh, party! Oh I feel like, yeah, very excited. Uh, and I feel like the uh, the pressure's on a little bit more. Yeah, it um, is. To get us moved into something. Um, so the situation is we, we might be buying anywhere from 7 to 13 acres for 115 to over $200,000. Um, and I'm thinking, well, maybe we buy less land and build something small uh, because we have a dream home in mind. We know what the price is on that, and it's pretty much at the top of our budget. Um, Or do we just try to buy all the land and then go buy a home that's already built and, you know, wait four or five years? I don't have any kids. This will be my my first two, um, knocking two out at once, just trying to figure out, do I just need to go ahead and get in a home or should I kick it with the in-laws for a little bit and, and build our dream home in four years. I mean, I for uh, sure want an exit strategy to, to be on your own, whether yeah. that's renting, buying, building, whatever you do. I want to have a clear plan on what this looks like so that there's no resentment and weird relational situations. Right. How much yeah. money do you guys have saved? Like, are you out of debt, fully funded emergency fund, plus the down payment? 
Absolutely. We are, I've been a Dave Ramsey fan for probably the last five years now. My wife's fully on board. We've got $130,000 in cash, no debt. Um, nice. We're, we're ready to do something. I just, we, awesome. we can't figure out what we should do. You know, Dave, you've got a lot going on. You're living with the sister-in-law. You're, you've got twins on the way. You're thinking about buying land, buy land with a house, buy land and build a house, buy land and build a different house. You know, there's a lot going on. Mm-hmm. I think as much as you can simplify, I think that's the, that's the choice that I'm going towards. And I don't know what that means for you. In my mind, I'm thinking, okay, let me see. If we're simplifying, we're just trying to get out of the sister-in-law's house. If we've got money to put a down payment on a existing home that we love in that serves the purpose, I might veer towards that. The land that you're looking at buying, is it? does it hold any sentimental value? Like, is it family related or is it just a, a plot that you saw it, and you it thought? Does. It does. It, it, it is pretty close to my, well, some of it is my wife's old family land. Okay. Um, and then the rest of it would be, you know, our uncles or cousins, whatever. And we are wanting to build there. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's also a home that just popped up not too far down the road within our budget if you can snatch up uh, some oh. of that land maybe snatch up some land and if you have enough to that would be cool split the both. difference there yeah yeah but it sounds like you, you might need to delay the dream of the land because we got we got kids coming to the picture we gotta have somewhere <laughs> to live we gotta get out of the sister-in-law's okay. house so i might just jump on a house that's available right now and the land and building can come later right now it's time to be a dad dave congratulations Woo! man This is The Ramsey Show. Our scripture of the day comes from John 16, I have said these things to you, that in me you may have peace. In the world you will have tribulation, but take heart, I have overcome the world. Edwin Lefevre said, being broke is a very efficient educational agency. <laughs> that's a nice way. That's, I like that framing of it. I like it's that. a little more positive. It's the school of hard knocks, Some if you will. teaching moments. That's right. Oh, we man. love it. Well, I'm George Campbell, joined this hour by our newest personality, Jade Warshaw. You may have heard her on The Ramsey Show a few times, hanging out with Dave Ramsey, but today is our first time co-hosting together, and it's been a real joy. It's a momentous occasion, George. We just took a selfie to commemorate. We did. That's how millennial we are. <laughs> We're still hip. We're still with it. Am I Am I considered a millennial? I don't know. Let's not tell the people. Oh, boy. I might be on the... Well, you know, you, you haven't aged a day since I've known you. <laughs> All right. Open phones at 888-825-5225. Alan joins us in Charlotte, North Carolina. Alan, welcome to the show. Hey, thank you very much. How are you doing, George? We are doing great. How can we help today? Um, I kind of have a dilemma here. My wife and I have been going back and forth on it for probably the last three weeks. Um, we're baby step seven. House paid off, obviously, no debt. Love it. We were on whoop, the whoop. Randy, Randy show about a year ago with Deloney and Ramsey. That's and, awesome. Uh, Doing your debt-free scream? Yeah. It was and awesome. still debt-free today. Experience. Those cookies are very good, by the way. <laughs> um, we got to treat you well. Oh, yeah. So here's the math. I know Dave always says math doesn't lie, and I appreciate that. Um, but our house is paid off. It's worth around a half a million. 
were looking to buy a lake house that was supposed to close on on December 29th, right after Christmas. Wow. The wife and I have been going back and forth trying to decide whether we should just stay in the paid-off house for the debt-free life, maybe step seven, or roll the dice. What is rolling the dice? That's what I want to know. The roll of dice is to take on a mortgage again and go back to baby step six. And with these interest rates these days with the Fed, um, we're looking at 6.385. And that's with, you know, no debt. And I know credit scores don't matter, but we have 800 credit and no debt. So are you saying you would sell your primary residence and then buy this lake house and just move there? Yes. And it has better schools in that town. And it's something my wife really wants. Um, we were open to the option of renting out the current house that we live in that's gorgeous or rent to own or selling, but the house we are purchasing is around 725,000. Oh, wow. So you don't have the cash to do this deal. We make 200,000 a year. Um, we, we can get around 485 to 500,000 for the current house that we have that's paid off. And I'm kind of just looking for your blessing to move forward with the lake house Knowing that this house isn't contingent and we still have to sell it, which it's on the market right now, or should we just stay at baby step seven and stay in this house and just wait a little longer until we can buy it? Can you get out of this deal legally? Yes. Yeah. Basically, it costs us the uh, due diligence somewhere around seven grand, but we could basically just walk away. Yeah, man, I don't have peace about this lake house deal because if you do stay in your house, you don't have the money for this $700,000 lake house. Well, right now, isn't it contingent? Isn't it contingent on the sale of his current house? Is that what you mean when you said it's? Well, what I mean is our house is appraised for around a half a million. It's listed right now to sell. Mm-hmm. The house we're buying is seven hundred twenty-five thousand, but we don't have an offer yet or any traffic in the current house that we're living in, and that could be due to Christmas. You know, people not looking to purchase over the holidays. So but we're thinking within by January, or February, we should have an offer. So if um, you around a half a million. So if you if I I think I'm with George. I wouldn't only do it if you can sell your house and it's it's okay if you want to go to baby step six temporarily and pay off that mortgage quickly, yeah. but I wouldn't have two properties Mm-mm. doing that. It's so, gotta be contingent on the first sale. Yeah. Which is tough and it might okay, slow so, down the process, but it's also gonna give you a whole lot of peace. Oh yeah. Because otherwise you're okay, on the hook so the for seven hundred twenty five thousand dollars. Right. So if the house sells, our mortgage would be around two twenty five, and we make around 200000 a year combined. Sure. And we're death free. Yeah. And it's a, it's a lake house with the you know, private boat dock, everything, the views, whatever it, you can picture for a lake house. It's not to say that you can't but, have the lake house. We just got to do it the right way. And I think that's what George is saying is we want to make sure that you're at no point trying to float two mortgages is that right george yeah because right now if this was an investment property we would tell you to pay cash if you're going to keep your primary but if you're saying hey we're going to sell our primary mm-hmm. move into this one take on a mortgage pay it off quickly you guys make a great income i got no problem with that yeah. but having both properties plus having a mortgage on that one that one doesn't give me peace so i would slow well, down keep in mind get we, out we are baby step seven and the primary is paid off I understand. It's worth 500000 But if Dave so Ramsey were on air, he'd tell you investment property, that's a toy, and you're paying cash for that. That's the only way you're doing it. And so as long as you're so hanging got- on to the primary, it's not really that kind of situation. So if we sold the primary and, and profited 500000 liquid to put towards the seven twenty five, yes. 
That is the only way I do this. Are we good to buy a house with a two hundred twenty-five thousand mortgage and go back to baby step six? Yes. Yes. And guess what? Within a few years, that thing's paid off. How old are you guys? I'm forty-three, and my wife's thirty-three. Oh, that's incredible! You guys guys are killing it. You're crushing it. So I think we just need to be patient. It sounds like we got real excited about the lake house idea, and I just don't want you to sidestep some things and step into a stressful situation when you're trying to sell the house. And I might just pause and go, all right, we're going to wait until uh, 2023 and do this the right way or, or make it contingent on the sale of our house, and that might slow things down. I agree. I so, agree. Appreciate the uh, call, Alan. Good conversation. Congratulations on Baby Step 7. Those are the kinds of problems you get to have by following Oh, yeah. Plan. But you know what? I think I think a lot of people get to that point, George, where maybe they have paid off a mortgage and they're ready to move up. And once you're totally debt-free, no debt in the world, it's, it's tough mentally, I think, to go back to the idea of having a mortgage, even in, in his case, if it was only going to be, I think he said 125 or something like that, he's going to knock it out in four years or, you know, less. But- I think that's hard to kind of go, oh, am I going to take on a mortgage again or am I going to just sit pretty where I'm at? So, you know, either way was fine. But yeah, and I I understand it's a controversial, very conservative financial stance to say only buy investment property with cash. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Because if you have watched TikTok for more than four seconds, there's all these get rich quick real estate gurus telling you to do the Burr method and you Mm -hmm. shouldn't buy with nothing down. Mm -hmm. And then you can refinance that because the house appreciated and you get the HELOC. Nope, nope. And you're just playing all these crazy games, and it's very risky. Very. And I just want to sleep better at night. The blessing of the Lord makes rich and adds no sorrow, George. Jade just dropping those mic drop verses. That's what they say, you know? And uh, like you said, I think sometimes you just got to take a cold shower, you know? You just got to cool the emotions down because I think we've all been there. And I'm not saying that this is where he was, but, you know, you get get emotional about something and you you rush into it. And before you know it, you have a little bit of remorse. You don't feel that peace. So... Well, I'll drop another one on you. Wealth gained hastily will dwindle, but whoever gathers little by little will increase it. Bars. So take that get rich quick crypto bros. Look at them now, Jade. I mean, I'm not happy about it. I'm no, not they're gloating. shaking in their shnikes. I'm not gloating in it, but as much crap as we got from the crypto bros coming oh, yeah. at us saying, like, you guys don't understand the blockchain's the future. You particularly. Put- uh, oh, yeah. You were on we the did, front line. Because I did an episode on the fine print about <laughs> crypto. And uh, it wasn't it wasn't pretty. It was like, hey, if you want to play with crypto, that's fine. But a lot of these get rich quick from real estate to crypto. There's so much risk. There's so much greed. People like the in your brain, the part of your brain that's like, hey, safety is important. That goes out the window. <laughs> Absolutely. And people make terrible decisions. And I just want to save people from financial harm. That's the heart of it. It's not that I'm trying to hate on something new because I'm. Oh yeah. Have a you know boomer brain or something. I'm I'm young and I'm hip. I just also know that the tried and true methods of God's and grandma's ways of handling money always works in good time and in bad. George, you're preaching. You're preaching. And if that makes me an old curmudgeon, so be it. An old curmudgeon? Yeah. Just the word curmudgeon makes makes you a curmudgeon. curmudgeon. (laughs) Gosh. Unbelievable. Well, hey, Jade, it's been a fun hour. Appreciate you uh, being on the team. Excited to co-host more and more with you. She's fantastic. You can check her out at Jade Warshaw on Instagram. Appreciate all the folks in the booth. Austin, James, Zach, Andrew. They're keeping the show afloat, America. And you are too. Thank you so much for listening. Leave us a review. Share this with a friend. We want to spread this impact, spread the hope to all of America. We'll be back soon on The Ramsey Show. Do you love a good day brand? 
Want to see the latest Ramsey Show videos going viral? Check out your favorite moments from The Ramsey Show on YouTube. Go watch and subscribe to The Ramsey Show channel on YouTube.